that middle interview. You know who he is exactly once you hear his name. You know who he plays with and who he has played with. And we are talking about Blasco. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are talking about Blasco, the one and only bassist for the Ozzy Osbourne band, formerly with Rob Zombie, Danzig. And going back in time to his early years, as uh, he talks about it a bit, Cryptic Slaughter. For those of you that know his history, we are talking about Blasco here, and we touched the subject on the Death Riders. And also he speaks to us about how he acquired and how he, I guess, I guess how he got his name, Blasco, when that is not his real name. But that is the rock star name that most of us have, most of the rocker stars have. His name being, of course, Rob, Rob Nicholson, of course. But um, we all know him as Blasco. Um, thank you for tuning in to that metal interview podcast. Thank you for tuning in to jrocksmetalzone.com 24-7 rock metal. Thank you for keeping it metal. Thank you for subscribing to our YouTube page. Thank you for searching our podcast, that metal interview podcast on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and so on. I will stop talking. And I will let you guys and girls listen to our conversation with Mr. Rob Nicholson, a.k.a. Blasco. Enjoy. Uh, first off, uh, how did you get the name Blasco, for those that don't know? Um, yeah, well, I mean, uh, shoot, how can I uh, spice up that story? Right. Um, it's, pretty basic, it's pretty basic, really. I mean... My name is Rob, yeah. so when I joined Rob Zombie's band, there you know wasn't enough room for two Robs in Rob Zombie's band. So, gotcha. um, you know, we uh, we all got we all got uh, we all got spacey with our uh, stage names. I understand you have a management uh, management company. Um, can you talk about that? Uh, which bands do you manage? Uh, I, I saw you manage uh, for sure. Uh, Black Veil Brides. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I I started managing uh, a while ago, fifteen years ago or so, and um, yeah, I mean, I, I I love music. I love being in music, and you know, you can't always be on stage. So I wanted to immerse myself in in the business side of it, and um, so I started managing bands a while back, and I I still do that. Um, and I, I love doing it. Um, you know, I love helping bands build their careers and, and it helps me stay connected and, you know, aware of what's going on around me. And, um, it's great. You know, it's a good extension of, of being a musician, right? You get, you get to get to have both, both sides of, of the business, which is, you know, to me, it's, it's exciting. That's great that you, uh, you want to help out other bands. That's cool. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, now, uh, you played with, uh, Cryptic Slaughter. Early on, would you call that the beginning of your career or uh, uh, the learning process, if you will, or, or was there something before that? It was the beginning. 
beginning of my career, for sure. It wasn't the beginning of me being a musician. I was in bands before that, but in terms of career association, that was the first band I was in that got a record deal and put out records and, and did all that. Um, so, you know, professionally, yes, that was, you know, as unprofessional as we were, but, it, you know, we, we were a professional band, um, but we were really young. We, we were in high school. Um, the majority of us um, were in high school while we were in that band. So, um, uh, but yes, you are correct with the, uh, uh, you know, pointing out that that was the beginning of my career. I heard you say, I saw an interview where you said uh, you are 51% Sabbath and 49% Motorhead. Um, does that mean, uh, is that as a, as, a, as a fan or is that as a musical influence or? Yeah, uh, that's my musical DNA. Right. Um, so I, I, uh, me, me as, a, as a fan and as a musician, um, my, my DNA is made up of 51% Black Sabbath and 49% Motorhead. <laughs> now, after being a Sabbath fanatic, uh, were you a bit starstruck when you joined Ozzy? Or? I, I still am. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Wow. I would I would have melted if I would have met Ozzy. I would have just melted. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. You joined Ozzy in 03. Um, and I read Ozzy canceled some shows after a bad ATV accident. And then he took off on a Sabbath tour. So, so when was your your first show with Ozzy? Uh, how long did you wait? Yeah, it was more like around 2005, 2006. Okay. Um, I start, started, you know, doing gigs because he got in that accident, and then he did Sabbath um, for a couple of years, I think. Uh, yeah, actually, it was 2004, 2005, and then at the end. Of two, or at the end of an odds fest where Sabbath was playing in 2005, that's whenever uh, we went and did our first gig. And it was like, I mean, when I say gig, it was like one show at the opening of a football game where we played in a football helmet. And it was like one song. But still, I, I was, it was me and Zach Wild and Mike Borden. You know, we were, it, that was the band that played the one song but um but yet that was that was where it began it's uh this is a a question i guess a musician question um is ozzy a part of the the songwriting process or does he just come in and throw some lyrics in the uh, do you did you and zach do the music or, or how does that work uh well i mean i i only played on two albums yeah. zach played on countless albums right. um you know and he had a lot to do with the writing uh, you know uh, no more tears and um uh, no rest for the wicked um you know those were those were have, you know zach wrote a lot on those um and so i can't really speak for ozzy's participation in any of those records um and you know the records that i worked on Zach worked on one, he didn't work on the other. Um, but, you know, the, the producer's involved, Ozzy's involved, Ozzy definitely has a say in the, the you know, the, the end result. And, you know, he, 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 I mean, I don't know what he does to 
be honest, because it's, it's like I go in and I do my parts and then I fuck off, right? So like, so Ozzy's contribution, it's his, it's his name on the album. So he clearly has a very you know, poignant point of view as to what the end result is. Um, but, you know, he is open to um, outside writers and outside contributions as he always has, right? Um, so, uh, you know, um, so, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, from my own perspective, um, I can't really say specifically um, yeah. other than, you know, if you look at the history of it, he's been open to collaboration and he certainly writes um in, you know, as well, and he's very, very visionary in terms of the end result. How is it working with uh, Sharon? Uh, she's controversial herself. <laughs> I mean, I suppose so. I mean, yeah. you know, never, never to me. She's always been great to me and any of the band guys that I've been in the band with. Um, you know, she's uh, she's very generous and very cool, and um, you know, controversial. Um, maybe, but you know, not, not to, not to me or, you know, the band guys in any way. I read about, uh, mm -hmm. the death riders. Are you still a part of that or that's just part of the past or is that active? You know, it's not active. It was, uh, that's cool that you bring that up. That was a really fun project. It was me and a few friends and it was a studio project really. Like we just, we, uh, we had these ideas and and we just wanted to put it together and just kind of do this little one-off thing. Um, you know, eventually, one of these days, one of us will put it up on Spotify and, you know, share it, let people know that it exists. But for now, it's a pretty, you know, deep underground album. Oh, wow. But it was really fun. It was, re it was really, it was a really fun project. I still stand by that as being a, a really cool album. Nice. How did the idea for... Uh How did the Zach Sabbath idea start? Uh, whose idea was that? And uh, how, how was the fan reaction? I saw you guys toured everywhere. Yeah, we've been a lot of places. Um, it, it just kind of happened organically. Um, Zach and I were on this tour called Metal All-Stars. And it, it was like... There was like a bunch of people like Joey Belladonna and Max Cavalera and, um, you know, a bunch of, bunch of guys were on this tour and sort of the premise was is there was a backing band and then the, these guys, you know, different guys, singer guys, Udo Dirkschneider and yeah. Joey and, you know, Zach and Max and stuff. We would come out at separate times and then we would play like three or four songs of our choosing that were either covers or, you know, hits from their own catalog and, And so Zach and I were doing a lot of Sabbath stuff. And so it was kind of a joke of like, I'm like, man, we could actually like, this could actually be a thing, <laughs> right? right? And I go, we could call it, we could call it Zach Sabbath. And we just laughed. And then when we got home, we booked some gigs. People loved it. And so we've just been doing it ever since. And we just, we got back from, we went to, We went to uh, some places in Europe and we played the UK. Um, we did that in February. We'd never been over in any of those territories before. And um, that was real exciting. Most of the shows were sold out. And the crowd was really responsive. And it's been a fun little side project, you know, for us to do. And um, um, so, yeah, we're going to keep doing it until no one wants to hear, to hear that stuff anymore. Wow, I saw that. I didn't see it live, but I saw it on, on online, YouTube. And, uh, man, you guys sound... Just like Sabbath, I mean, 
even Zach, you know, his voice, you know, the same thing. Yeah, I mean, I think the, you know, the intent is that, you know, obviously it's, we're not a, we're not a tribute band per se, we're a cover band, yeah. um, you know, in that we're not dressing up or trying to yeah. know, relive, relive that era per se, but we're certainly very um, uh, critical of how we present the material and we've done our homework and, you know, but we want to add our own little flavor to it, but we want people to enjoy the time and we want people, you know, and like, you know, we just, we just want people to have fun. The whole, the whole intent of it is for people to have a good night out. You know, that's, that's kind of really the whole idea. Uh, here's another musician question. Uh, Rob Zombie's music, it has an industrial feel to it, a rock industrial, uh, how was that uh, recording process like, and uh, uh, who writes the riffs and all that? It's just a different approach, huh? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, that's all him, man. Like, I mean, I, you know, it, it's that's his, that's his vision. You know, like it started in White Zombie and you know morphed yeah. into Rob Zombie, but you know he carried that over with him. You know, that's that's his that's his thing for yeah, sure so for sure yeah. um you know and in, in that in that regard man like you know i was just along for the ride and happy to be there awesome well you did, you did a good job on there real good uh good <laughs> thanks um after all this uh, virus thing is over um what's the future uh of blasco on your personal uh projects and with ozzy of course what's the future what can fans expect from from you and I, I, I wish I knew, you know, I mean, um, at this point, it's, things are a little grim yeah. and uh, we're not really sure when we're going to get out of it. When we do, we're not really sure what that's going to look like. Yeah. Um, you know, we're, we're keeping a positive attitude and, um, you know, we're, we're hoping all for the best and we're hoping things resume sooner than later. And um, we hope this can all be just a bad dream that we wake up from and life is normal. I mean, I think that that's all our hope. Um, so hopefully that's what happens. Any message you want to send, uh, send the Blasco fans and the Aussie fans, uh, something you want to say uh, to people listening to this podcast? Yeah, man. I mean, just know that it's a tough time, but you know, we're all enduring this together. And, um, you know, we, we all definitely look forward to going back and doing shows and playing for everybody as soon as possible. So, um, you know, let's just all stay positive and hopefully, um, we see you all soon. <laughs> Thank you, Blasco. Thank you for making time to talk to us. Uh, of course. Uh, we, we hope everything comes out well on the other side after the virus. Uh, so uh, keep rocking and cheers, man. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Thanks. Much obliged, sir. Thank you for spending time and uh, keep rocking the stage with Lord Osborne, with the father of metal, Mr. Ozzy Osborne. Keep rocking, brother. Thank you for spending time with us. Blasco. Uh, don't forget to uh, check out Ozzy's latest album. For those of you who don't have that album, it is called Ordinary Man. It was released sometime this year, 2020. You guys should check it out and uh, support Blasco's uh, projects, his uh, management company, and support. Anything Blasco, anything Aussie, and anything metal, and anything rock. And don't forget to keep it metal.
that middle interview.